Well, good morning, my friend. Welcome to the Pastors Podcast Wednesday morning. Good to have you along with me as we um, come to the middle of the week. And here we are trying to um, get ready for Wednesday night service here. I'm going to continue our series on um, principles to live by. And um, tonight is another important principle. Maranatha Baptist Church, be sure you're here tonight. I'm going to be talking about a principle that will help you, whether you're a business person, just a um, believer, or, how, or a church as a whole. It's going to be helpful. I would encourage you, be here in church tonight, 7 o'clock. Make sure that you're here. And I hope that everybody is, um, is getting ready, is going to be in their church on Wednesday night, no matter where you are. Um, you make sure that you attend your midweek service. Midweek services are as much a part of church as Sunday morning is. If you only go to church Sunday morning, you are missing a lot. You're disobedient to the scriptures. You need to be there Wednesday night. See, I got to work, be in church, and um, get to church somehow. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about from 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 15, on how God work, how God's hand works. It says in this verse, and he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which spake with his mouth unto David my father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it. Now Solomon said that God fulfilled his promise to David by building the temple. Now, the critical phrase to God fulfilling his promise is, and hath with his hand fulfilled it. Now hold on. God's hand fulfilled the promise, but God's hand worked through the people who built the house. You see, the promise would not have been fulfilled without people. Now, don't get me wrong. God always fulfills his promise. But if those who God originally wanted to work through didn't do the work, God would have found someone else to work through to fulfill his promise. Now, many people want God to do a great work in their day, but they never attempt any works of faith for God to work through. Um, God's always chosen to work through people to do the miraculous. If Moses would not have raised his rod over the Red Sea, God would not have parted it. If David would not have got, um, would not have um, um, got that sling and went after Goliath, God would not have killed Goliath. If Joshua had not walked around the walls of Jericho and blown the trumpets as God told him, then God would not have knocked down those walls. Had Peter not stepped out of the boat to walk to Jesus, God's hand would not have helped him to walk on the water. Had Elijah never set up the altar and challenged the prophets of Baal, God would have never sent the fire to consume the altar. You see, every time God does a miraculous work in the scriptures, he always uses people to do that great work. Now, God is still in the miracle working business. Whether or not there's, um, there's a, I know there's preachers out there, a um, bunch of lazy, no good preachers. You say, well, we're in the Laodicean age. God can't do anything. Hogwash on them. Listen to me. These are dead preachers who don't believe in the power of God, who don't believe that God can do something, and I wouldn't give you a dime for that type of preacher. They got lace on their underwear, worrying about just wanting to go out and play golf and go hunting and go fishing instead of going out and leading someone to Christ. It's not that God can't do great works today, but it's that the people are not doing the works it takes for God to work through. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them 
whose heart is perfect towards them. Now listen towards him. Listen to me. God, that verse is still true today. The God that wanted to work in Moses' day still wants to work today. Now, you'll never see God do his mighty works through you if you don't do something that requires God's hand. God doesn't need to work through people who never attempt great works of faith. God never works through people who are more interested in playing than they are attempting something great for God. God won't work through people who sit, I'm waiting for him to do something, but he works through people who attempt great feats of faith. Listen to me. We're more interested about our little podcast than we are about going and keeping somebody out of hell. Bunch of lazy preachers either ought to get right with God or get out of the ministry, but somewhere we've got to get busy so our people get busy. God can do something mighty through you, but he will only do that miraculous when you attempt to do something greater than yourself that requires God to step in and help you. In other words, God's hand will only do something miraculous through your life. When you attempt something by faith, that's beyond your abilities. When you get yourself in the middle of the sea, as, as Peter was, and you realize, I need God, that's when you cry out and say, God, save me, and that's when God does it. Now, God will never do the miraculous through a church that never attempts something great. God's hands doesn't need, to, doesn't need to work through a church that's boarding up their auditoriums and going backward. God's hand works through the church like it did in the book of Acts because they did faith works that required his hand to do something. Listen to me. Why should God do something for a church that's closing down their bus routes and counseling their soul winning and canceling Sunday night and Wednesday night or only having virtual church. Why should God do some work of faith through them? Listen to me. We're gonna, this generation is never going to see the works of God because we're more interested in virtual church than we are building the local church like it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. And as God showed us through all the book of the New Testament, um, of the book of the New Testament, how God worked through a Visible, local church. Not a virtual church, but a local church. Listen to me. There is no need for God to work if a church is only filling time. The church that continues to go forward is the church that needs God. And the church that attempts great works of faith beyond its ability is the church where God's hand fulfills the miraculous. Now listen to me. God's hand will work through your church if your church will do something that requires his hand to work. But hold on. You are the church, your church. So let me ask you something. What are you doing? Don't blame your preacher if you're not doing something. Your preacher can do something great. But he's got to have somebody to get behind him and do the work. You see, we get on, I've been on the preachers pretty hard. But how about some of you church members that you, that you don't do anything for God? Oh, you want a church that's thriving. You want a church that's growing, but you're not doing anything yourself to help it out. Listen to me. Why does God's hand need to work through your church if you're the church and then you don't do anything for God? Somewhere we've got to say, okay, if God's going to do something through my church, I've got to get busy. I've got to go soul winning. I have to build a bus route. I have to teach. I have to build a Sunday school class. I've got to do something by faith that requires God to step in, because when God steps in through my life as a church member, guess what else he's stepping into? He's stepping into your church. So I say to preachers and church members alike, 
How does God's hand work? It works through the individual that does some, some work of faith bigger than them that requires God to step in and say, okay, let me help you out. Until then, you'll never see God's hand. Let me tell you something. This generation needs, needs somebody that'll step out and just simply say, I, I want God to do, I, I need this next generation needs to see something. I want to make sure he sees it in my lifetime. That ought to be your desire. One of, the re one of the things that I, what happened here at Maranatha Baptist Church when I took this church, I said, I want the next generation to see that it can still happen. And let, and let me tell you something. They're seeing something happen, but I'm, I believe with all my heart the best is yet to come. I've got a big auditorium right next door that we're working on right now, getting ready to finish. Hopefully by the end of August, we'll be able to move inside of that thing. And I plan on filling it up. And once it's filled up, I want to see if God can do something even greater than that. Why? For me? No. So that God's hand can be seen. So this generation has no excuse. So they can point to the next generation. This is how it happened in our day. Now let's go do it in our day. That's what every generation needs. Why don't you be that one that steps out and says, I want God to do something through me. Well, my friend, I hope this is a challenge to you. I hope it lights a fire for you in your heart to do something for God. But let's remember today, hey, let's be good to everyone. Everyone's having a tough time. Have a great day, my friend.